Hello and welcome to another episode of the ME7 Breakfast Show with me, Matt. Uh, wow. We are top the league, see? We are top the league. And also, if I may add, we want Dino back, see? We want Dino back. <laughs> um, yes, Jules are top of the league. Uh, obviously, yeah, look, I know we're only, what, you know, eight games into the season, but look, it's always fun to celebrate when your team are doing well. Uh, it was a great win yesterday. Obviously, we're going to get to Antat to the new section. Uh, we're going to talk about a player winning an award. I don't know if you uh, guys have heard that. Uh, we're going to talk about the B team playing, the under-18s, a couple of other little bits. Uh, obviously, your uh, man of the week uh, coming up and also your comments and questions, all that coming up on The Breakfast Show. But next up is the news. So, in your news for the week, obviously the big story uh, yesterday, we beat Morecambe 2-1 at home. Goals from George Latsley and uh, the first goal of the season from Gun uh, Conor Mahoney uh, leading us to a 2-1 victory and getting all three points at Priestfield. We are top of the league. Yes, that is right. I know we're only eight games in. Look, and as Neil Harris said, look, don't judge the team till you're 12 games in. But I think we can all agree what we saw in that first sort of 25 minutes, unfortunately, until George Lapsley uh, received the injury. It was excellent, and um, look, if we're going to get that going forward, we all know, I don't know if, well, I mean, the, the going is, obviously, that Neil Harris's team always get better in the second half of the season. Uh, yeah, that, that's excellent news, I think, going forward. I, I really think that we've got a lot of positivity there, um, and we're seeing a lot, and all great news, basically, going forward. Um, so, yeah, obviously, uh, the B team, uh, now, they played Brentford in the week, and they won 4-3 away from home. Uh, uh, an own goal, a goal from Harry Webster, Alex Giles, Ronald, and Ronald Sittle was enough for the uh, B team to, to, uh, to seal a victory away from home. I know they've got another game next week, hopefully, Ollie Hawkins and Lewis Walker, who... Uh, Neil Harris said in his interview this week, it's not that I'm back on the pitch. Hopefully they'll get some minutes, that'll be great. Uh, obviously the only real long-term injuries we have at the moment are Tim Dieng and Don Jeffries. Uh, obviously we don't know really how long they're out for. Obviously George Lapsy did pick up an injury yesterday. That's another obviously key thing. Hopefully he's only going to be out for a few weeks, obviously fingers crossed. Uh, but you know, look, he was excellent today in the 25 minutes or so that he was on the pitch. So look, moving forward, uh, let's hope though those injuries are obviously aren't going to be uh, too long. Uh, the other one, so the big one, I think, uh, especially for uh, from a personal point of view, from for himself, uh, Robbie McKenzie picked up the. Uh, it was the Carabao Cup Player of the Round for his uh, performance against uh, Southampton at Priestfield uh, all those weeks ago. It was an amazing performance that I missed. Uh, unfortunately for breaking down on the motorway but Robbie I've got to say congratulations I have seen the highlights you were absolutely outstanding that night uh, well deserved so Robbie McKenzie the Carabao Cup player of round one uh, now uh, obviously as I mentioned uh, a minute ago there was about Lewis Walker and Ollie Hawkins hopefully uh, playing in a B team game next week uh, obviously I'll look out for the result once I get the result I will give you guys a shout uh, look another big one uh, if you weren't at Priestfield you might have missed it but LED advertising has been installed all the way around the pitch it looks fabulous I love the graphics that they have that come up on it uh, it, you know, Brad, uh, well done, absolutely. Uh, Joe, well done, absolutely. Anyone who was involved in it, it's, it's perfect. It looks great. 
I'm going to do a bit of pitching, Brad. So look, if you want to hire me as a salesman, here it goes. Guys, if you're a company, if you're a business, uh, Gillingham are massive everywhere we go. Please get your LED advertising done through the club. Uh, look, it's going to be totally worth it. The boards look amazing. Um, Gillingham under 18s. Ah, this is the big one. I believe it was yesterday. They played against Swindon Town. Unfortunately, they lost 2-0 uh, at home uh, to Swindon Town, unfortunately. But look, moving forward, during uh, our under 18s, there's going to be a lot of young players in there. Let's keep an eye out on them. Let's see how they go forward for the rest of their season. Uh, look, oh, another bit of sales here for Brad, if you say want to hire me, you know, I am available. Uh, Gillingham's Golf Day, that is coming up this week. So the Golf Day, that is on the 20th of September. Uh, so you get a chance to play with uh, GFC players, staff and club legends. If you're interested, please pop over to the Jewels website. Um, look, I am a golfer myself. Unfortunately, I will be stuck at work, so I can't play. But if you are off work on the 20th, please get down uh, and support Jewels and have a chance to maybe play with some of the players and uh, ask them a few questions while you're playing around and uh, maybe score a few birdies. Uh, look, that's all that for your news for this week. Uh, I'm going to be doing your play of the week and then your comments coming up, guys. the player of the week then for this week uh, well look three choices three players who were were I believe that were on the pitch were absolutely outstanding uh, one of them wasn't for a long time we might give you a bit of a clue on who that might be but I honestly was that they were all on the pitch they were absolutely outstanding so those three players are Macaulay Bond Connor Mahoney and George Lapsley Well, it's time for your comments and questions, anything you've sent in for the week. So, uh, Stuart Lewis, uh, now this is quite a good one actually, I like this question. So, is it time for Neil Harris to rip up the rule book and go for a bold and brave 4-1-4-1 formation uh, with just the one anchor? I believe we have enough talent to do this and I've got to say, in terms of personnel, yes. 100% we've got the players to do it. Do I think Neil Harris would ever do it? I, I don't think so. I don't think he would necessarily be that bold. Maybe not this season. Uh, you know, look, if, if he was still around next season and we hadn't got promoted and we still had the same players, then yeah, maybe. But look, I, I, I don't think so at the moment. I think... I think he likes the idea of having two holding midfielders, one who is literally the anchor and one who will sit just in front and add that extra bit going forward. But ultimately, I think he'll always stick with, with sort of the two anchor situation. Uh, although I do like to say, I really do like the idea of a 4-1-4-1 formation. So, Stuart, brilliant question, thank you. Uh, Lee Clifton, was the foul the correct decision or did McCauley Bond have a perfectly good goal ruled out for a soft foul in the first half? I said this on the podcast last night. I 100% believe that that foul should not have been given. It was soft. It was two players colliding into each other. That's what it looked like for me. Um, you know, they, it was accidental, but look, as we did said on the podcast last night, the standard of refereeing in this league, unfortunately, is is poor. Had we VAR, the referee would have allowed play to go on. Bond would have put it in the net. It would have then been reviewed. 
but unfortunately we in League Two we don't have the the joys of VAR. But let, uh, I've got to say, uh, Lee, thank you for your question. Obviously, please keep sending them in. Uh, Jill, stats, facts, and trivia. With Lapsley likely out for the next game, would you play Williams as the winger and Nichols as the ten, or Clark as the winger and Williams as the ten? So. Look, I've got to say, I've got a lot of love for Jaden Clark. Um, on a personal note, obviously, if you watched the video last week, he, he did send me a message. So, Jay, I've got to say thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank you so much for the for, for sending you, you taking time out of your day to send me the message. That, a lot of love there. Thank you, bro, uh, brother. So, um, look, for me, I, I do like Jaden Clark. I, I'm not, you know, on. On a footballing level, I think he's a real talent going forward. So for me, I would play Clark on the wing. I would play Williams in the 10. That's no disrespect to Nichols at all. But I just think we have a natural 10 in Williams. If Lapsley is out, let's play Williams in that position. So that would be my personal opinion. Obviously, uh, you know, if you, if you think I'm wrong, please tell me below in the comments. Um, German Jules, how feasible is it for us to maintain our first half performance throughout the entire game moving forward, or is that unrealistic? I've said it on podcasts before. The first sort of, you know, eight to ten games is literally like round one of a boxing match. You're kind of feeling out your opposition. You're also feeling out yourself how you're feeling for the fight ahead. And ultimately, this is what this team is doing. I don't care what you say. Four away wins at 1-0 when last season we couldn't buy an away win in the first half of the season. That is something to be proud of. Whether you win brilliantly or whether you win ugly, it doesn't matter. A win is a win for me at the end of the day. Um, I believe going forward, as this team gels more, as this team kind of gets going, as this team bonds and becomes a unit and look I've said it before Neil Harris's teams in the second half of the season always get stronger look where we are in the league right now okay we might not be top of the league come December we might be sort of in the playoffs who knows what what the future holds but I just believe with the talent we've got with the options potentially obviously come January with if we need to add we can add and and what have you we have got a really strong squad and at the moment look league 2 football is all over the place but once we kind of get that unity going and once we get that sort of bond there I I really do feel that like what we saw in the first half yesterday will carry us through to second half as well and you know, we'll be able to neutralise those threats. Oh, sorry if you heard that ping. Uh, we will be able to neutralise threats a lot easier. But look, going forward, as I, as I said, for me, Gillingham are going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And look, what we saw yesterday, uh, what we saw last week, it's only the start. It's the start of for what Brad has said is a sleeping giant about to awaken. Uh, another question from Lee Clifton. After serving a three-match man suspension, Ethan Coleman returned to the starting lineup, playing alongside Sean Williams in central midfield. What are your thoughts on Coleman's performance for Gillingham against Morecambe today? Um, I thought Coleman today was was perfect in in the what I call the invisible role. It's not the role that's going to grab the headlines in every single game, but. He, he was perfect in that situation. He set up Lapsley's goal. Uh, I believe he, he got the flick on to, to Mahoney for uh, for his goal as well. 
we have missed him the three games that he was banned. And uh, uh, we've talked about it earlier, the sound of refereeing why he got sent off is still beyond me. And and how Tim Dieng's challenge that got him injured for six weeks to only got a booking makes no sense. That is unfortunate with the standard of refereeing that we have. But look, he's back now and I think you can see that we have really missed him and he is an integral part of this squad. I said it on a pod the other night. He is a player that you know, if we can keep hold of him, we could quite literally build a team around him. We could build a team around him, Don Jeffrey, Shad at the back as well, Connor as well. We've we've got a really good core to our team here. But the thing is, if a big boy comes along, I think you know they would snap Ethan Colmock Coleman up in a heartbeat because I think we again we've got a championship quality player in him. He's not there right this very second, but. It's on the edge. He is he is outstanding and I am so, so, so glad we have him at Gillingham Football Club. And look guys, I'm gonna say on that note, thank you so much for watching. If you've made it through to the end of me ranting for fifteen minutes or whatever it's been, thank you so much guys. As always, up the deals. <laughs>